subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck Podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute, yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. He's going to dribble it out, and this one is in the books. The Razorbacks drop to 0-3 in conference play. Florida wins it by a final of 90-68. to You know, we've been here four years. We've been a team that's been super tough-minded. We've been a team that competes. We've been a team that battles. We've been a team that has grit. We have not done that this year at all. I will admit, as we begin a new week, on the Gimme the Hawks Chuck podcast, presented by Wanker Realtors of Griffin Company and brought to you in part by the Bet Saracen app. I will admit I really don't know where to begin when it comes to the basketball Razorbacks. They lost again over the weekend. You probably know that. Florida beat them 90-68. to The Razorbacks are 9-7 and now through 16 ball games. They're 0-3 in Southeastern Conference play. They've got two home games coming up this week. They play A&M tomorrow night. And then they host South Carolina on Saturday. This is not where Razorback fans expected this team to be. And it's not what we have grown accustomed to expecting in four and a half short years. And when you watch this team play right now, it's hard to pinpoint one area where the crux of the problems exist. You know, sometimes when a team struggles in any sport, You can say, well, they're not any good here. They're good here, but they're not good here. You know, when it comes to this team right now, you can point to so many areas, and it's just not happening right now. This was must post-game Saturday. We're not guarding anybody one-on-one, so the thought process was to put a zone in yesterday and try to help us with dribble drives. It helped for a little bit, Bob, as a change of pace. It maybe slowed Florida down for half, you know, a little bit. But just as in any zone, and man, you got to be able to guard uh, either the guy in your area or the guy you're assigned to, whether it's man or zone. And our inability to play defense, to take away the three, really doesn't matter. I mean, we gave up nine threes the other night playing Georgia when we were man-to-man. We went zone tonight, gave up nine threes. We need to to play with like our past teams have. And this group just does not draft concepts, whether it's man or or. You know, you put in his own. Must talking about his decision to put in his own defense for this ball game against Florida. It was implemented, I guess, Thursday and Friday. They started working on it. And it's the first time as a collegiate coach that one of his teams has played zone. I'm sure the competitor in him does not like that. Uh, you know, coaches, particularly coaches who pride themselves on defense, they want to play man to man. You know, they want to go mano a mano. They want to stop the ball. They want their guy to stop your guy. There's an aspect of almost admitting defeat when you go to a zone. And I know he didn't want to do that. But the reality is, um, you know, man-to-man had not been working. Now, the zone certainly was not a game-changing move in, uh, um, in the game on Saturday. It confused Florida for a little bit. But not that long. Uh, you still got to guard people. You still got to match up out of it. And the Razorbacks just didn't do enough of that. But to me, when I watch this team play right now, you got to figure out how you're going to score. 
I know defense is important, and I know stopping the other guys is important, and points do come off defense. There's no question. But they played 15 guys Saturday, and only six of them scored. Now, I know that some of them didn't play appreciable minutes, but a lot of them did. I mean, Makai Mitchell played 22 and a half minutes, and he didn't score. Devo played 11 and a half minutes. He didn't score. You know, battle's been a non-factor in conference ball games. He played two minutes and 19 seconds Saturday, didn't score. Manifield, 242, nothing. Lawson, a minute and a half, nothing. L. Ellis, 254, zero. Bay Fall, nearly five minutes, zero. Denage Harris, over four, zero. Kate Arbogast, a little over a minute, zero. You know, Arkansas got 32 points out of their starters on Saturday. Florida got 61. And Kugel gave them 20 off the bench. You know, Arkansas scored 68 points in the ball game. 26 of them came from a couple of guys that don't play that much. You know, Blocker and Pinion are not guys who've given you a great number of minutes, and they're certainly not guys who've scored a lot of points. But they scored 26 of your 68 points in the ballgame Saturday. you got to have more production than that. Now, I suspect they will coming back home. I think they will. They were pounded on the glass against the Gators, and A&M is really good at rebounding, particularly on the offensive end. They're the opponent tomorrow night. I would expect Arkansas to be better offensively. I say I would expect. I also know that in their first conference game at Bud Walton Arena, they got smoked. You know, they're going to have to do a whole lot better than that, to say the least. You can hear the frustration in Muss's voice. You can see the frustration in the body language. They've dug out of holes like this before, but admittedly there's a different feel right now. You've got to find a way to win a game, just a game. If you can beat Texas A&M tomorrow night, that's a start. Come back, try to beat South Carolina on Saturday. A&M's solid. South Carolina's better. Then you've got to go on the road and play Ole Miss next week before you come back and play Kentucky. It doesn't get any easier. January is a tough month, and they're not off to the start that they needed to get off to. So, again, find a way to win a game. If it's 49-48, to 48, fine. And you're not going to win a lot of games scoring 49, but you'd take it against A&M or anybody else right now. 9-7, and 0-3. Oh it's going to be a late start tomorrow night, 8 o'clock to accommodate television, and that means 7.30 along the Razorback Sports Network for the Courtside Show. Hey, as we move into 2024, those of you who are in the real estate market, either as a buyer or a seller, I want to recommend wholeheartedly Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. You've heard me talk about my experience with them. You know, right now you need someone who is well-versed in every nuance of the real estate game. You know, if you read the papers, if you watch television, listen to the radio, read the news on your phone, you know that there are all kinds of different thoughts about what the new year is going to bring with the housing market. Now more than ever, you need Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. You need someone who understands the market, someone who has relationships with builders, someone who understands neighborhood to neighborhood, block by block. 
whether you're a buyer or a seller, that's what benefits you the most. Ultimately, that's what gets you from contract to close. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith. They're in Branson now. And you can always log on to WikerGriffin.com. You know you're the best, Chuck. I'm just telling you. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, on to the National Football League. Only has one catch on four targets. Second and two here, though. Here's Prescott over the middle. It's going to be picked off, and no one in front of him. Darnell Savage. Touchdown. That was the start the bus moment in the Cowboys-Packers game yesterday. You knew when it was 21 to nothing, the Cowboys' backs were to the wall, but they were driving. They were driving. They had a chance to score. They'd get the ball to start the third quarter. All hope was not lost. And then the pick six. And suddenly all hope was lost. And I know they came down and scored. But that's a lot of points. It reminded me, if you're old enough to remember when Troy Aikman and Steve Young used to battle, it reminded me of one year in the NFC Championship game, I think it was. San Francisco jumped out to a big lead early on. The Cowboys settled in, but the deficit was just too large to overcome. Dallas really, to be truthful, never settled in in this ball game. There were blown coverages on the defensive side. They couldn't stop the run. Dak never really got in sync, particularly with C.D. Lamb. There were times the running game was okay. In fact, there were times I found myself saying, why don't you run the ball a little bit more? But when it was 27 to nothing, I mean, you abandon everything you hope to do at that point. You're playing catch-up. And ultimately, um, it's just another season of disappointment. I don't, know, I don't know who to blame. I mean, we've blamed everybody. You think about it, over the years, everybody's been blamed. Jerry's been blamed. Stephen Jones has been blamed. Guys whose names we don't even remember have been blamed. They've fired coaches. They've brought in new coaches. They've changed quarterbacks. They've kicked coordinators to the curb. Pretty much the same thing still happens. So I'm not sure I know what the answer is, but I know it's disappointing. Hey, the Packers earned it. The Packers played great. Jordan Love looked like a generational talent out there. Who knows? They may give the Niners all they want. There are a couple of games on tap today. Even perhaps as you listen to this podcast, the Steelers and the Bills are playing in Buffalo. And then tonight, the Eagles take on the Buccaneers down in Tampa. That'll secure some of the matchups in the NFC next week particularly. But it's um, this is the fun time for me. Now, I'm disappointed the Cowboys are finished. That would have made it more fun. But I do like watching the NFL playoffs. I'm a hit-or-miss guy during the regular season, I'll be honest. I'm hard-pressed to even watch an entire Cowboys game during the regular season. I'm with the Razorbacks on Saturday, and a lot of times on Sunday, honestly, I'm footballed out. 
But you know, when you look at it now, the college season's over. The NFL's all we've got left. These are the best players in the world playing for the right to go to the Super Bowl. The football is generally pretty good. And I suspect it will be as we move through the, uh, through the coming weeks. I've not decided who I'm rooting for yet. I will save that for another day. Well, all the odds for the NFL playoffs and everything else are on the Bet Saracen app. If you've not downloaded it, you need to do so. When you do, you'll discover very quickly why it's Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. It's because it's Vegas, Arkansas style. I know there are Vegas odds, but I know if you're going to play them legally, you got to be in Vegas. And I know there are a lot of those national sports betting apps, but there are laws in Arkansas that keep them out. And really, when you have an opportunity to place a wager on the Razorbacks or your favorite Razorback player and you get info on all of that you really don't need a lot of those national betting apps there are in-game opportunities parlays exotic bets it's all there on the Bet Saracen app they've got a how to play video they'll get you ready to go with the Bet Saracen app A little bit more on the SEC basketball-wise before we go. The Razorbacks tomorrow night, as we mentioned, at 8 o'clock. That's on the SEC Network. There are three other SEC games tomorrow evening. Tennessee plays host to Florida. Man, that's going to be a good ball game. It's on ESPN at 6. Even if Tennessee wins this game, I think Florida's going to rip off six or seven wins in a row at some point this season. I think they're really good. I think their front line's the type line that you can win a lot of ball games with in March when it's tight, when teams are playing on neutral sites and they're not shooting as well from the perimeter, particularly from beyond the three-point line, as maybe they do in the regular season. Going to the glass, getting offensive boards, having a presence underneath. That wins a lot of ball games late in the season. I think Florida's that type team. Nevertheless... Tennessee is going to be awfully hard to beat tomorrow night in their arena, Thompson Bowling Arena in Knoxville. Alabama plays Mizzou tomorrow night in Tuscaloosa. Alabama's unbeaten in conference play. South Carolina and Georgia play tomorrow night over in Columbia. Georgia, of course, beat the Razorbacks, then lost to Tennessee. South Carolina, uh, they're the Razorbacks' opponent on Saturday. And South Carolina right now is 2-1. and one in conference play. Auburn and Alabama are 3-0. and Tennessee, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Kentucky, Georgia, LSU, they're all 2-1. and Mississippi State, Florida, Texas A&M, all 1-2. The Razorbacks, Mizzou, and Vandy, no wins, three losses. Hogs will try to change that tomorrow night. 8 o'clock will be the tip-off time. Again, the SEC Network will be the television provider. We'll be back on Wednesday. We'll have a Razorback result to talk about. I'm sure something else will happen between now and then, too. So be around if you will. Until then, thanks for listening. Subscribe to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. Go to hitthatline.com or search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate, review, and share. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.